Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football, preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, it's a thrilling game at the Etihad with the top two entertaining in a two-all draw. But who has the edge going into the home stretch of the league season? Elsewhere, Tottenham take control of the top four after their 4-0 win over Aston Villa. Taking advantage as Arsenal, Manchester United and West Ham all lose. And at the bottom of the Premier League table, a very topsy-turvy week means that Everton still have hope in the fight for survival. Lots and lots to get through this week, so let's talk football. Good, 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 good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Hello, Whenever everybody. You listen to this. Welcome to another week of the podcast. Indeed, I love that expression at the end. The fight for survival. It is a fight for survival. It really is. There, uh, there, there's, there's a lot going on down there. there is, there's a lot going on everywhere. There is a lot going on everywhere. <laughs> and so, should we, should we get started? I think we should. Let's do it. So, um, the Etihad. We've got to start at the Etihad. I think. What a game of football that what was. What a crazy game of football. I was thoroughly entertained. It was a game. I don't know. There was a lot. It was high quality. I think. Like, neither team... I mean, Liverpool didn't play great in the first half. No, no. City were really, really good. But, you know, they managed to be in it. You know, they'd got the goal. Um, You know, they'd made it 1-1 before, obviously, it went 2-1. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if so, even though they didn't play well, they'd, they'd got a goal, they'd kept themselves in the game and, and were very good. City were just at their best in that first half, I felt, as well. They were. They kept Liverpool penned in quite a lot, didn't they? Yeah. In the first half, whereas the second half, it was Liverpool doing the bit of the penning in. And then in the it last sort of half hour open. or so, it was just what you attack, we attack, you attack, we yeah, attack. It, it was, was so brilliant. good. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's a surprise it only finished two all. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the chance at the end for Mares. Oh, God. I couldn't believe he missed it. I don't know what. I, don't, I think he obviously got caught in he two, got caught minds, in two whether minds. to chip him yeah. or whether to hit it. And so he kind of decided, I think, very last second to go for the chip, yeah. but it was too late because the ball was stuck under his foot yeah. too much at that point. And it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Was he Liverpool had the goal disallowed yeah. as well? It did. Obviously, it's, it still leaves it on a knife edge. Oh, it's very much on a knife edge with just the one point. Pep come out afterwards, didn't he, and said, we have to win all of our games between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Um, which obviously puts the pressure on, on Liverpool to an extent because he's saying, well, you know, we're expecting them to win all of their games. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, if obviously, if City win seven out of seven, they win the title. So, yeah. Well, that's it. That's that's the challenge, but we never know what's going to happen. They've got to match what Liverpool do over the next seven games. Exactly, yeah. That's all they need to do is match their results. Um, but obviously, if they can win one extra, that'll in the... In the near future, it puts a bit of breathing space in it, doesn't it, for them? Have they still got to play you, City? Um, I think we've got to play Liverpool. Well, I know we've got to play Liverpool as well. So, I think we, yeah, I think we've got to play Liverpool. When you look on paper, I think Liverpool have got the tougher running. Yes, definitely. Um, but you know, if I'm Liverpool, I want to face Man United right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's not a game. Honestly, that's not a game I'm I'm worried about if I'm one of them. No. Um. You incidentally, you play Liverpool this time next week. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they'll be looking forward to that. 
<laughs> I should imagine they will. Yeah. And then they've got the Merseyside derby after that. That's it. Newcastle. Then they play Tottenham. Then they play Villa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, that the thing is, though, right now for Liverpool, you want to play Man, you want to play that Man United team, you want to play that Everton team. That Everton team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right now, yeah, you're not worried. No. In the slightest, you are very much looking forward to uh, getting on with that and seeing it. Whereas City, other than well, not even West Ham, really. Yeah, City have got Wolves, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, and Villa. Yeah, so on the on paper, but obviously football's not played on a football is not paper. played on paper. I can't remember who said that, but someone did. Yeah, and it's it's a true statement. If it was played but on paper, ex- it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> it, well, it depends who you are, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much who you are. But no, Liverpool have got Liverpool have probably got the tougher fixtures. Yeah, but the teams that they are coming against aren't in great form. No, as you've said. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's um, it's going to be a very, very good... I'm very much looking forward... Well, I am and I'm not, because I'd rather it was two other teams, if I'm honest. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's good to see that we're it's getting a proper title race for a change. race between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, we haven't had one for a while. Like a proper tight one. No. And I hope it does go down to the last season, because, you know, I think the league needs that, because we haven't had that for at least, you know, five or six years now. Yeah, they're going to the final Maybe day. even further than yeah. that. That it goes into the final day of the season. No, you know? we need our Aguero moment. We, yeah, well, we don't necessarily want it to be an Aguero moment, but I guess it doesn't matter this year because it's not going to be me on the receiving end of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be. It's, oh, I'm so looking for. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these games though because they're going to be tense now. Some of these games that in this running, they're not going to be. You're not necessarily in all of them going to see them at the best. Either of these no, teams, they're going to have to grind out some of these results. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna to have to grind some of these these results out, and it's gonna be a very very tense. Yeah, we see the we'll Merseyside see. derby's normally fairly tasty as well, isn't it? Obviously yeah. with Everton where they are, that adds a bit more pressure onto the situation because, much like they did at the weekend, if they can get a goal, they can sit back, try and soak it up, try and hit it on the counter attack, and Liverpool are gonna to have to force the issue. It's... Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that because I have my I have my things with that game. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a little bit. That's um, but yeah, though I think the title race is hot enough. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's going to be, be great. great. Absolutely. Um, right, we're going to move slightly down the table a little bit. Uh, let's let's talk about Chelsea's big win because that was an important win for them. I feel. Yeah, Southampton. Um, wow. Yeah, that's Southampton. Well, Southampton have this knack, don't they? If they lose, they if they lose heavily, don't they, to the top teams? Chelsea, I mean, I was watching Soccer Saturday, and bless Paul Merson, yeah. he was trying to eat a biscuit in between <laughs> all of the things that were going on, and Chelsea were having so many chances in the first 20 minutes. I don't think he had a biscuit. He didn't manage to get a biscuit down. No, but they were, they were battered, Southampton. Yeah, again. They kind of do this, though, don't they, Southampton? It's kind of their thing, right? They either get, they either pull off a shocker, like you know, they they get the upset, yeah, or they lose pretty badly against the top teams. It's they don't seem to have it any other way. Southampton, no, no. I mean, even Timo they Werner, are literally he, at extremes. Post twice and the bar, Timo Werner. He yeah, about that fool. Oh, yeah, I mean, if that was the game to get him some goals, that probably was going to be it. 
Well, you knew that Chelsea would eventually take it out on somebody. You, you often say that. Well, they that, had to because, the, yeah. you know, they've had a couple of bad results and I think the Champions League one in the week would have hurt. Yeah. It would have hurt that. Um, as good as Benzema was, yeah, it, it still would have stung. So somebody was eventually going to take a kick in from Chelsea. Yeah. And, you know, I think... I mean, talking of their Champions League game, they're not out of it, Chelsea. No. You know, By the time you hear this, you will know whether Real Madrid or Chelsea know. are through to the semi-finals or not. You will know because, you know, no away goals nope. this season. So, you know, they, they just need to win by two. I mean, he's probably easier said than done in the Bernabeu, but, you, yeah. you know, Champions League football has this knack of get some momentum behind you in a game. I'm going to chuck in happen. another cliche. Go on, then. First goal's the most important one. Yeah, probably. They get the first probably. goal, it's game on. Yeah, I think so. You're probably right there. Because then it, it is, they need to defend one goal. Uh, but, you know, Madrid have got players even now that can just do something in an instant oh absolutely yeah so you know but i think they'll i think they'll want to put on a better show in that game but you can tell us soon anyway world uh we don't know but you do it's weird it is very weird so yeah so that was that was chelsea I just wanted to note chelsea because i thought they were brilliant again i think they were brilliant they were back to their probably some of their best at the weekend really really just shone against that southampton team um but then the race for the Champions League spots, no one wants it, apparently. No. No one really wants it. So Tottenham have just gone, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. We were in the mud six weeks ago, and now we're... Uh... And now we're, we're doing okay. And now we're here. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal have lost two on the bounce. United look absolutely shocking. West Ham, who were outsiders anyway, because then the amount of games that they've played, but they've lost as well. Yeah. And Tottenham with a very... I thought you played excellently against the Villa, by the way. Uh, second half, we did. Very first good half, it was very... Aston Villa... We scored and Aston Villa just dominated the rest of the half. Yep. But again, to add another cliche into our list of cliches today, if you don't score when you're on top, you ain't going to win. It is a problem. It and, is a problem. I mean, Hugo Lloris made a great save from Ramsey, I think it was. We got a bit lucky over the couple of occasions, but... Mm-hmm. Obviously, second half. Yeah, they were superb yeah. second half. It was the it was the sun show, wasn't it? Oh, goodness me! Show. He was. Yeah, the way he just him. he just ran through the, the high line. Villa played is not the way to play against Son. Not with Harry Kane. You can't give him pitching the ball in behind like yeah. he is. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't give him that room to run into because you know he's very clever with his runs. Yeah, and he'll get in, and he's he's a very good finisher. And all th- all three finishes were different. Obviously, the first yeah. one was a reaction shot after it hit Cash and come back to him. Second yeah. one, obviously, as you say, he ran away, had the composure to take on the goalkeeper. Third one, Kulineski just laid it back to him. He just stroked it into the net. It was a beautiful finish. Mm-hmm. Third goal. Yeah. Absolutely. And as you good. say, we are on... Well, I, de- I don't want to say it. You're in control of the situation, let's put it that way. Yeah. And I don't like being in control of the situation, if I'm brutally honest. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, all, all these teams at this level will drop points. Not one of these teams for the rest of the season in and around Tottenham, you know, Tottenham themselves and the others are going to... So this is going to be the real one, I think, that kind of goes up and down week on week. Yeah. Um, For me, particularly with Spurs and and Tottenham, Spurs and Arsenal, I think, will be the two teams in the end. I look at our final seven games and I go, right, we should win five out of seven. Yeah, and that should be enough. We should win five out of seven. Liverpool, we never ver- we never play very well at Anfield. We haven't yeah. won there since like nineteen ninety four. 
obviously Tottenham and Arsenal, you never know what's going to happen on that sort of game. And it could be, a, and it could be an important game. Yeah. When's that one? I'm glad it's at home. <laughs> when, when's the North? When's the North London Derby? Is that in a couple of weeks. Or... Okay, so that's could that could be a deciding game. That one. Yeah, could be. Could be all over by then. It could... Yeah. Well, it could be it could be the decider. It could be the one that decides who gets who gets that top four nice, space. And then we have a nice easy couple of games at the end of the season, which would be nice, <laughs> really, for the art rate. Yeah. So we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, no Arsenal with another shock loss. Yeah, I thought Brighton played well. To be fair, Brighton did play very well, and you know I think they proved in the first game that they played against Arsenal this season. I thought they played well in that one too. So, you know, they they seem to have a knack against Arsenal. Arsenal seem to come up against these teams on regularly and it's like they don't quite know how to beat some of these like I don't know what to say about the type of team that it is, but it's like they're quite they're physical but they're not Brighton. They, they like run to you d- about. They like to dig in Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of what has done Arsenal in there. Um, you know. Is they were stubborn. They were composed. They yeah. They defended very, very well. Arsenal had a lot of chances, but didn't do a yeah. lot with them. Obviously, they hit the bar a couple of times in succession. Christ knows how they didn't score that. I mean, yeah, they had twenty shots in total, yeah. but only four on target, and I think that says a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It says a lot for Brighton's defending as well. I think. Obviously, they've yeah. not been brilliant lately, Brighton. So that will no, do no, them the world of good. Do them good, but again, they're they're a team that's kind of like, yeah, okay, our season sort of petering out they should get to that for that magic 40 point mark although i don't think it'll be needed this season no they're well very, very soon. they're well away from danger aren't they yeah yeah so i think you know they're in that kind of group in that mid table slot where they're booking their from, summer from leicester yeah. yeah from leicester down to probably southampton at this point where you're kind of thinking yeah we're probably all right yeah and so you know there's not too much to really to worry about for some of these teams as it stands and then, and then, should we go to Goodison? Because I mean, I don't really want to, but I, well, I do and I don't because I'm kind of at a point now where it's like there's a lot of apathy from me from my football club this season. Yeah, you just want the you just want the season done with, didn't you? Yeah, it's just got to be done. We're we're not going to challenge for this top four place, you know. I mean, if you want to call the season now, I'll be delighted. I'm sure you would, but I mean, it wouldn't be <laughs> fair on Arsenal and West Ham at this now, stage. I want to get off. <laughs> so necessarily, because I just don't see a way how. Manchester United turn this round now. This late in the season, no, we you are, are just shocking. To the end of the season. I was watching that game Saturday lunchtime, and I was going, "We're just really bad." Like Everton weren't good against us. No, they weren't. They were bad. And then I saw a very, very cursed tweet. Must have been about ten, twenty minutes into the game. I saw a, a, a tweet that I thought, "Do you know what? You've said it now." And he's it's one of the. Um, big United fan pages, uh, the Stratford Paddock, the Stratford Paddock, sorry. And they'd said, they had said, I'll get, I'm getting the tweet up right now. They'd said, scoring against these lot seems inevitable. They're gifting us chances. Whoops. And I said, and I was like, why have you said that? Why have you said that? Because I know what's going to happen now. There's no chance we're scoring in this game. But they weren't good, Everton. They weren't, you know, but they... They weren't good. Obviously, they got their goal, and they defended. And they defended they did, very they well. No, I disagree. I don't think they had to defend against us. They didn't have to defend against us. We did nothing. Like, Ronaldo is on his own in the box most of the time. Yes, we get the ball out wide. Yeah. We get the ball out wide, nothing. They've got no ideas, nothing. Like, get it in the box. Get the people in the box. Give 
someone a chance in there. Do you know what I mean? Nothing. I found it fascinating Absolutely when Nalda nothing. was near enough on the halfway line most of the time trying to come yeah. and get the ball. It was like, no, Cristiano, go up there. But it doesn't matter. Because yeah. he can go up. He could, he could have gone up there and he wasn't getting the ball. No, no, no. They weren't, gonna, they weren't trying to play him in behind or anything or trying, you know, play something up to him for him to play something. No. No one was close to him, so he might as well go back on the halfway line and try and get the ball. I we, we're a shocking football team. I we're thought you looked better I, when Alanga come on. I don't think... I disagree. No? Right. I disagree. I think we looked all right, and then he had to take off... Um, Fred had to come off for Pogba. Yeah. And we got worse. Yeah, because Pogba then, can't play that sitting role. No. He doesn't like it. And, and, and we didn't... Like, I think, you know, we sort of had a little bit of control in the game in Matic and Fred, but they're not creating anything no. from that position. They're just not. And it's very difficult anyway, but... I mean, as a unit, as a whole, the whole team from back to front, we were very poor. Yeah. Very poor. There's just no there's no way of saying any other way. I mean, the goal itself, okay, you can say we were a bit unlucky, but yeah. there's no one following Gordon's running. I think Fernandez lost him. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the deflection happens off of Maguire, of course, of all people right now, who's struggling for confidence again from his point of view. But there's nothing he could do about it because he's trying to follow Calvert-Lewin into the box, yeah. look after him, and all of a sudden he looks in front of him and there's Gordon in about a million miles of space going, yeah, thanks, guys, I'm just going to run onto this. <laughs> and Fernandez has just let him run past him. We're, we're bad. We're not a good football team. We're not organised. We have no sense of cohesion in attack or defence. And the fact that we are actually as high up the league as we are in eighth is a miracle in itself when you look at the way we're playing football right now. I don't think we played a game of football very well since last season, since maybe even March time last season, maybe even earlier than that, because so we were poor in the, we were poor at the back end of last season. So it's just a slow decline. Yeah, as, you, as we said last on. week, it needs a refresh. It needs. It just needs everything. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone who's out of a contract is going to go. Yeah, everybody's going to go. Pogba's going. Lingard's going to go. Cavani will go. Ronaldo will probably leave. Uh, there'll probably be three or four others, I imagine, that will one out one way or another. And if you believe port reports that I've seen this evening, you might have a new manager by next week. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, obviously, Ten Hag has been linked and linked heavily with it. I don't... I think they will... I think they'll announce it, but I don't think he'll start oh, until Oh, no, he won't start till next season, but they'll announce it but, before the end of the season. But, yeah. What I'm hoping is that as soon as the Dutch league finishes, he's in. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're going to finish You're going to finish the season with Ajax, finish your season, maybe not the Dutch league, or, well, or, you know, finish whatever Ajax's last game is, yeah. you're done, and then maybe you have a week, two weeks off, and then you're at United, and that's it, you're in. Yeah. And you're getting going, because we need it. You do, you he need him to, be to on get top in of, and get sorted Yeah, he needs out. to be on top yeah. of everything. Uh, if we announce it, um, you know, hopefully... On the side, the odd emails going out around players, yeah. so we can start to get things in motion. Because we've done a lot of our transfer business has been terrible this last decade. Yeah. Like under Sir Alex Ferguson, we got most of our business done early on yeah. in the summer. You know, we'd only be getting the bonus player at the end of the transfer window. Yeah. So, like you know, Berbatov, Rooney's happened on the last day. Van Persie happened quite late, but these were all bonuses players that we didn't think we were going to get at the time. Yeah. Um, and then and then the opportunity just arose. But a lot of the core business 
I remember the, the season going into the year we won the Champions League. Nani, um, Anderson, Tevez and Hargreaves were all done before the Euro started in 2008. Everything was done. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing for all clubs, to be well, fair, to get players yeah, in before pre-season starts. Is it oh no, it might be sorry, it might be in two thousand and seven transfer window. Sorry, it was it was two thousand and seven summer. Yeah, summer going into the seven eight season when we won the Champions League. Yeah, like all four were done by the end of June into early July. Yeah, and you want to get them in done. for pre-season because you want them to have a full pre-season with you. Yeah, and this is the only time you know this is a good opportunity to get players in for the start of a season. Yeah, no World Cup um, this summer. Yeah. No, no international stuff happening this summer, is there? I don't think. Only because it should have been a World Nations Cup. Nations League games. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's June though, isn't it? So that'll be done and dusted by June. Yeah, they'll be done. Because um, it should have been World Cups. You know, normally it would have been the World Cup, wouldn't it, this summer? Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's a good opportunity. So hopefully, you know, that's. I think that's what we need to get back to. We've got the new CEO, so we'll see how that goes. We've got John Murto, who's hopefully getting settled into his role, and then Ten Hag who wants control over everything, apparently. These are the reports coming out that he's, he, you know, he's, he's given certain conditions. I don't think Man United are in a position to argue with any of that. No. So let's just get him in, give him what he needs, give him what he wants, let him do what he needs to do, and get on with it. On the flip side, massive win mm. for Everton. Massive, massive win, win for Everton. Massive Huge. Win. Especially after losing to Burnley in the week. Yeah. And then Sean Dyche coming out. Sean Dyche kind of put a curse on it all as well, didn't he, in yeah. the week? Everton don't know how to win games. Yeah, when he come out and said that, and he, you know, that's that might be the thing that seals burnt. That might have been his. I'd love it if we beat them. Yeah, moment. could be. Obviously, we'll get on to Norwich and Burnley in a little bit, but um... yeah, that's that was unusual to see that from Sean Dyche. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he was feeling froggy that day. But he might live <laughs> to regret that because that would have that would have wrangled not only Everton, it would have wrangled Frank. Yes. Um. Because I think he, he, I think he targeted it quite personally at Frank. Maybe um, I can't remember the exact words of it, so don't quote me on that. But... No, I'm I, listening to po- Frank's pre-match the other day. He said that he'd spoken to Sean Dyche, and it wasn't meant in the context that it, he said. Apparently, it's going to be up on the Everton dressing room wall, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think that might be the thing that seals Burnley's fate. We will, we will wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one, but. Yeah, it's still it's still you know Burnley loss, losing to Norwich and Everton winning. You know what was one point is now four points. Yeah, and at the bottom of the league, I mean to be fair, one or two wins in these last few games might get you out of trouble. But I'd rather you'd much rather be Everton now. Yes, you would. Yeah, than Burnley. Whereas maybe after the midweek game between the two. You'd have been like, right, okay, Burnley got, are going to get the initiative here. They've got to play Norwich. They, you know, they've got Norwich at the weekend. You'd expect them to get. You would have expected them to get something from that game. And they didn't. They, were, like, they didn't look like doing it at all. No, they were very poor. Very poor. They were very poor. Fair play to Norwich. Obviously, they still had to put them away. Yeah, no, they did. But I was talking to someone about this on while we were watching the game, and I was like, mm. Burnley are very seldom in this position where they have to force the issue. And yeah. you could see that they were struggling to pick a pass out. They were struggling to sort of get it wide, get it into the box. It was like they're used then to teams coming on to them it. rather than yeah. being the team that has to be come on to. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah. Absolutely. So no, um, Norwich, I mean, it's too little too late, I think, for Norwich. But at least they won't finish with the least amount of points in a Premier League season now. That's, 
they've got past that one after that win. Yeah, obviously seven games to go. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, but I, 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 I would... It will be the greatest of great escapes if they do it. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I don't think Norwich is staying up. I don't think, I don't think they can. I don't think, you know, they'd have to get past Everton, who are seven points ahead of them at this stage. You know, that's that's a lot to claw back at the bottom of the table. It is a lot to claw back, yeah. It is, yeah. I think it'll be it'll either be Everton or Burnley, I think, at this stage, especially now, you know, and we'll we might as well move on to this one now. Leeds another important big win for them. Oh yeah, it's definitely free from over four Watford. Now. Definitely. Yeah, Leeds yeah. Are, Leeds are fine now. Yeah, Leeds Leeds now have got that last win and I think, you know, they've shown that improvement since Jesse Marsh came in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, you've just got them. Because they were probably there from a fitness point of view. I bet you he couldn't believe his luck when he walked in. And yeah. I bet they, you know, thought, oh, blimey now. All right, we can do what I want to do straight away sort of thing. Um, you know, move away from, you know, rather than going, okay, I need these guys to be a bit fitted to play this type of football. He's like, oh, no, actually, they're all here. And it's really um, interesting that, you know, they don't seem to be playing any differently leads. I think they do a bit. They're a, bit, they're, they're a lot more organised, I think, yeah. defensively than they have been. Absolutely, yeah. That, I think that's that's probably what he's done. Mm. Attacking wise, he's probably like, yeah, carry on what you're doing because when they're going forward, they're great leads. Yeah, we, you know they have been for the last three or four years. You know, before their time in the Premier League, but defensively was where everything kind of let them down because they were just trying to go to the mat, keep with a man for all the time. Whereas I think there's a bit more structure about them defensively yeah. now. Fair enough. And, and I think that's that's been the key for them in turning it round. And I think that's probably what Jesse's Jesse Marsh has kind of put into him now. Yeah. Different voice in the dressing room, obviously, that always helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah, But I think it will be just a few tweaks in that that he's made to them defensively. I think that's made them them just a bit, brought them back. A bit more solid, yeah. Yeah, so I think they'll be be fine now, Leeds. They're enough points away, I think, from particularly Burnley. Well, they need an almighty collapse. I know they've got two games in hand, Burnley, but they still need... Yeah, absolutely. They're on even with those, trajectory where even with those two wins, they're still going to be you know three points behind Leeds yeah. and six games to go. Which you know it, it will be tight, but I think Leeds will probably pull away a bit more now. You would think so. Uh, yeah, you know they're they're playing really well now. I think yeah. Uh, we have Leicester Palace. Have a quick chat on that. I mean, that's a, again, this is a game between teams that are kind of all right where they are this season. Nothing's really going to. They could just go out and play a game of football and see what happens. Yeah. I think, really. Uh, obviously, the managers probably weren't treating it that, that way, <laughs> no, in all honesty. No, but... Definitely not. Obviously, Palace players were playing for a place in the semi final team. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely one up for grabs because Conor Gallagher definitely hasn't playing. They've said that during the week. And yeah. Chelsea have denied him to. to play. Yeah, I, I never thought for a second that that was going to be allowed to happen. No. But it's. Uh, fair enough. Well, you... Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it could it could it could go two ways. I couldn't. It? You let him play, and then he even knocks your own team. Out. He knocks the team out. He's contracted to you, but he knocks you out. That's that's not good. No. Or you know, you you lose. You have a bad game, and you get accused of things. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So it kind of it could work either. It could happen either way to the guy. You know, if he just happened to turn up that day, was allowed to play, but had an absolute shocker. You could guarantee if you were looking on Twitter. You know what everyone's saying. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too surprised. Um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, who he goes with because I think he brought Ezzy on for him. Yeah. 
in the game against Palace, so maybe he goes with him, or maybe he goes with uh, James MacArthur. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what he's, what decision he makes, really, going into it. Was he Leicester still in with an outside chance of Europe, I think maybe? they could. Well, they, are, they could get into Europe. I mean, you know, they've got the three games on Wolves, which would take them up to eighth. And eighth, eighth could, if one of the Premier League teams win uh, the Europa League, could get you a spot in Europe next season. Yeah, otherwise West Ham would become the fifth Champions yeah, League Yeah, West Ham team. would be the fifth Champions League spot, which would then just cascade a few things down the league. Yeah. That's unless Palace win the Cup. Yeah, and then Palace if, get if into Palace it win, automatically. Yeah, if Palace win the FA Cup, they, you know, then obviously the league position that would be available for... Uh, that would the cup competition one that would move into the league would disappear. So you know, there's a few permutations at play, but it's all very you know, Leicester, confusing when we start talking about that. Yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leic- Leicester could catch Wolves, and it gives them an outside chance of Europe. And mind you, they could still catch United at that point. <laughs> so I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule anything out at this stage. <laughs> if I'm honest with you all, so yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, and Brentford, I mean, we we touched on it briefly, but Brentford beating West Ham, I was a bit surprised to see that, if I'm honest. I mean, I shouldn't be because Brentford have done this a few times this season. But given the way West Ham are, you know, maybe they're just kind of putting a bit of... Uh, no, they're not because, you know, they put, still put out a very strong team against Brentford. But they they're do. probably... Yeah. The players are playing playing with one eye on the second leg of the Europa League. Yeah. But... Or maybe at least a bit of a hangover from the Thursday, at least. Could have been, yeah. Obviously, Brentford played pretty well. West Ham didn't really trouble them too much. No, I was a bit. That's why I was a bit surprised, really. They they, they weren't at it, West Ham, this no. weekend. Zuma Zuma come off, which could be a concern for Thursday for them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dion. No, you're right. But, um, very, very, very interesting. Brentford back in staying in the Premier League for a second season. Yeah. No, I would think so. No, that should that should cement them. Absolutely, which is good to see. I think that's pretty much everyone now. I think we've been through everyone, haven't we? We have, yep. We have been through all of the Premier We've been through everyone, so still lots to look forward to. I'll tell you what we will mention before we go around the world in uh, in 80 seconds. Did you see the Manchester City's uh, press conference this afternoon for their Champions League game? Oh, about Fernandinho? Fernandinho turning around and going, yeah, yeah, I'm going back to Brazil. And Pep was turning <laughs> around and going, what? <laughs> hey. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> I just just found that very amusing. Oh, dear. I that very amusing. So it'll be interesting to see what what comes of that now. Um, But Pep was like, no, no, you know, he's very important what he does. We want him to play. And he's like, yeah, but I want to play more. I'm I'm getting old. I want to play some football. And I want to go home. That's the big thing. You can't deny him. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't deny him. You can't deny him that if that's what he wants. Do you know what I mean? At this stage of his career, he's he's given City so many years of great service. And he's been phenomenal for him over the years. He deserves to get what he wants, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's come to that stage of his career, as you say, where he's not playing regularly for yeah. Manchester City because Rodri's kind of taken over his yeah. role in the team. Yeah, let him go and let him enjoy the last couple of years yeah. of his career. He's, I think he deserves he deserves the opportunity to do that. He's yeah, worked hard. He, you know, he's given, him, he's given him many years and many great games where he's been solid for him. So I think he deserves that. But yeah, it was just very, something that I found very amusing. Another funny thing that we did see, did everybody see the assistant manager coming onto the pitch and tackling the player in the counter-attack? Yeah, I thought that was very amusing. 
<laughs> I mean, it's absolutely shocking. It's scandalous what he's done. So if you didn't see this, this was where I think it was some sort of lower league Spanish game. Yeah. They were playing on some AstroTurf. looked like it was partly a hockey pitch as well at the same time. Yeah. And um, they were they were one. It was one all coming into the 90th minute. And I think it's the the home team on a counter attack. Yeah, I think uh, so. This the assistant manager just walks on the pitch and tackles the player, just walks on, touches the ball. <laughs> it's a shocker. It's funny. He just went, actually, nah. <laughs> you're not actually, nah, nah. Nah. You're not you're not nah, you're not you're not scoring for this. I'm just making sure. And then obviously he gets sent off, but I mean what do you do at that stage? What do you do? As a referee, you must thinking Oh. <laughs> well, how do, how do I deal with this situation? Like, there is nothing in the rule book. There can't be anything in the rule book other than to send him off. Yeah. But from a sporting point of view, to do it, it's so bad. Well, it's like the West Ham fan last Thursday. They were on the when West Ham were on the counter attack. He ran up the yeah. kid ran onto the pitch, and Mikel Antonio mm. was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. I said. I mean, encroaching the pitch, whether you're a fan, you know, person on the sidelines, whatever, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. But it's just like, use your brain. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, no, that, it was funny. It was it funny. It was funny, yeah. I did laugh. I laughed a lot at it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, right then, so you want to take us around the world in 80 seconds? I will take us around the world in 80 seconds. So we Let's start this week in the Bundesliga where Bayern Munich scrape to a 1-0 win over Augsburg. Dortmund win, as do Leipzig, but Leverkusen only draw, so they're now looking over their shoulder at the chasing pack, coming for fourth place in the Bundesliga. In La Liga, Barcelona leave it late to beat Levante, thanks to a 90-second-minute winner from Luke de Jong. Mallorca beat Atletico Madrid to climb out of the relegation places at the bottom. That's a big win for Mallorca. Real Madrid win... As do Sevilla, but I guess the title race is all but over. Real Madrid are certainly going to win the Liga title. As are PSG, they're closing in on the title. They battered Clermont 6-1. Two hat-tricks apiece. One for Neymar, one for Mbappe. Marseille and Rennes are still slugging out for second spot with the two sides due to meet on the penultimate weekend of the season. Down under, the battle between the two Melbourne clubs was won by the Melbourne victory, 3-0. Across the pond, into Miami have finally picked up a win. They beat the New England Revolution by three goals to two. Bit of EFL news coming for you. Obviously, Crew became the first EFL side to be relegated after losing 2-0 to Doncaster. Neil Warnock on Soccer Saturday announced his retirement from management. Good luck, Neil. Enjoy the rest. And we end in Serie A, where the title race continues at pace. So this week, Inter win, Milan drew, but Napoli were beaten by Fiorentina. So it goes into the run-in, Milan on 68, Inter on 66 with a game in hand, Napoli also on 66. It's going to be a fascinating end to the season in Italy. It really is, it is. Properly hotting up. Uh, Juventus have just fallen off the pace now, haven't they? Yeah, it is between um, the top three now. It's... It is going to be the top three at this stage. But it, to see a three-way title race is uh, very, very interesting. It's very good. I mean, Inter Milan obviously in charge of the situation. Yep. But no, it's fascinating. That's a fascinating one, that. Yeah, I'd rather be Milan at this point, though. Points on the board and all that. 
Yeah, but I mean, you still, you know what I mean? We, from a psychological point of view, you're going, yeah, yeah, but we can have them. Yes. Is that in second you're chasing? It's not so bad. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's really the only league out of the major ones that are still on a knife edge. Most of the other ones are, obviously, Real are going to win the title. PSG are. Bayern, you would expect yeah. to win the title in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah, Italy and England have given given you the most excitement for sure at the top of the table. Indeed, very very good stuff. Right, let's go and talk. Let's go and see how our friend Gianluca Guardino, as I'm calling him, is uh is doing in on his loan spell. So for those who have missed it, we are following a football manager 2015 wonder kid. Obviously, Chris has mentioned Gianluca Giardino is his name currently on loan. In the Austrian Bundesliga with El Tac and Chris, they have won this week. El Tac, they won. They won by three goals to nil. And Gianluca, Mm -hmm. he set up a goal. Didn't score it, but he did set one up. Oh, nice! He's got an assist on the board. Assist. So they have moved off the bottom of the table. Not quite sure how. We think it's head to head, don't we? It must be head to head. Off the bottom of the table, as they continue their fight. For survival. Nice. There we go. He's, he's finally had an impact. He has finally done something. <laughs> he's done something this season. He's he's finally caught something other than COVID. And that's the second time in this podcast I've used the words fight for survival. Fight for survival. Let's go. Right. Great. So shall we have a look ahead then at the fixtures this weekend? Obviously, we've got the two FA, we've got the two semi-finals, uh, and some league football too. So we start. The weekend at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as Tottenham take on Brighton. Three games at three o'clock on Saturday. Manchester United take on Norwich. Watford take on Brentford. Southampton take on Arsenal. Then a couple of games on Sunday in the Premier League. Newcastle take on Leicester as West Ham take on Burnley. And as Chris has mentioned, in the FA Cup, we are at the semi-final stage. The big one between Manchester City and Liverpool is on Saturday at 3.30 and then 4.30 for Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Yeah, I'll time that one on Saturday, so don't don't miss it because it's not a normal TV time, is it's it? It's not. No, normally it'd be 5 o'clock. Five, yeah, 5.30. But they moved think, it normally. forward because of the train situation. Yeah, the travel. So yeah. keep an eye out for that, guys. Don't be missing that semi-final because um, you could easily do it. Given, I can imagine Manchester City and Liverpool are going to serve up a very good game again. I would, I would imagine that they will too. So um, let's uh, let's see it. Let's see it at Wembley on the big stage of a semi-final and see how it all goes down. But yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, listening this week. Uh, don't forget if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Please get in touch at Let's Football Pod on Twitter. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast four four two at gmail dot com. Uh, we shall be back next week to discuss all things from FA Cups and Premier Leagues. Uh, so in the meantime, stay safe, look after yourselves, and we'll see you all soon. Bye! Bye.